Well, I knew it was going to be a little different. And my phone, I normally turn this thing off. And, um, but, you know, the Lord, he knows. And I've said that statement, I don't know how many times over the last few months, is God knows. Amen. You know, and it's like, he knows. And, 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 and there's times when if we'll come expecting, then he'll show up. And so, and there's times, if you can think about it, how many times have you expected a bad outcome and it happened? And how many times have you expected a good outcome and it happened? And then how many times have you expected a good outcome and it didn't happen? So the thing is, is if we know what the Lord says about us, if we know what he says then the, when the enemy comes, because I'm going to tell you, when the enemy came at Jesus, what did he say? He didn't just come up with something off the top of his head. What did he say? He used God's word. He used his, okay, so Jesus is the word. <laughs> and so as Jesus began to come under attack, the first thing he relied on is the word. The thing that he'd been speaking all this time and we couldn't see him. And so he just he relied on what the word says. And so so many times we have to rely on the word. And a a friend of mine pointed out this the other day. It's such a good, it was just, man, it was so deep and it was really good. It was on time. How many of y'all have ever needed an on time word from God? Amen. Amen. I, I think we're all in that boat. So he called me up and he said, man, he said, I got something that I've, I've looked at my whole life and never have seen it like this. And when I say it, you're going to be in the same boat I, I was literally with these disciples. So when Jesus, when he came out walking on the water, you know, Peter was the first one to, you know, all the rest of the disciples said, oh my goodness, it's a ghost. And Peter said, no, that's Jesus. And then he said, Jesus, if that's you, bid me come. And Jesus said, come. So Peter never really stepped out on the water. Peter stepped out on the word. Because it was Jesus that said, come. And so he came. He didn't just jump out of the boat and start walking on water. But when when his Savior, when Jesus said, come... He said, come. So it's so important to know what does Jesus say in every situation. And so there's something really important that I, I, I believe that, because I, like I said, I, I have no notes, but I do believe that the Lord gave me something early this morning. It was last minute. I'm sitting there thinking, Lord, what are you, you, know, what are you saying to people? Because I know last time I was here, I was scared to death to give the word that I gave because it was, it was you know, the church at Ephesus and, you know, Jesus, you know, he said, return to your first love. And, you know, and I was, and Jeff was like, he was like, man, only God knows. And, um, and so this morning, it's like we've been talking about, um, the, we've been talking about the death, burial, and resurrection in this season, okay? And so for him to take me uh, to where we're at this morning in John chapter 6, I'm thinking, man, they've probably already covered this territory uh, many times, especially in this season. But it's something that that I thought uh, that I, I've I've missed it several times, and it's like he highlighted this this morning. If you'll turn to John chapter six, and starting in verse fifty-three. So I'm in the King James Version this morning, so just bear with me if it it takes me a minute or two to read it. But I'm going to start there in verse 53, and it says, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. 
This is the, that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did, eat manna, and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many disciples fell away at that point and said, Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Does this offend you? What and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. Mm. They are spirit and life. So how many of y'all have ever looked at God's Word? How many of you ever looked at Jesus as being spirit and life? And how many of y'all, because, you know, he was saying, he also told him, he said, you search the scriptures to think that you find me. And I'm sitting here telling you that who stands before you is the one who gives eternal life. And so... When he was talking about you search the scriptures, he was because that's what they did. That's that's that was their like. To, in today's time, you know, you have so many scholars and so many you have, or you have businesses and CEOs, and you have you know these people that they spend their life finding their identity and and helping other people to know what their identity is. Because a lot of times in the conversation, it, the first thing, question is, now what do you do for a living? And then you're either shamed or you're proud. Two responses. You're like, well, you know. Or you're like, well, I'm president and CEO of, you know, Cracker Barrel down here. So there's two responses. And, and it's like, or several different responses. But the thing is, is like you find your identity in what it is that you've produced for yourself in your life. And, and how you carry yourself. And, and then it tends to, depending on how well you are, how, the gift that you've been given, because Jesus gave us all gifts. And it says the gift was with, is without repentance. And so the gift and the callings. And so we as man, you know, early on we figured out this gift can gain me something. Like I can use this gift that God gave me to gain all this worldly wealth or whatever it is that I'm good at. I can, I can gain attention with my gift. I can gain all these things and bring glory to myself. And even Jesus didn't want to bring glory to himself. He wanted to bring glory to the Father. Amen. Amen. He even told someone one time when they said, Oh, good, Master. You, he, he stopped him and he said, Why do you call me good? He said, there's no one good. He said, only the Father. Amen. So, so he was quick to teach in what he was saying. So here you have him saying, and any time that you hear Jesus say, verily, verily, he's, the, he's going, hey, listen up. Listen up. I got something to say here that you're going to want to hear. You're going to need this. There's going to come a time in your life that you're going to need this. Amen. And so he's saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. And I'm sure they're going, Oh my goodness, Jesus, hey buddy, <laughs> you've stayed up a little too long in the garden and you hadn't eaten in a while. You know, you're starting to get delirious on us. We're not eating your flesh. Okay? I know that. <laughs> I know that, I mean, because it, uh, it said some of his disciples fell away. So they had to have been going, hey, man, this guy, he is, you know, they started to dishonor him. You know, and you can't receive from somebody that you don't honor. Amen. When you honor someone, I've even had really amazing people in my life that I dishonored without even realizing it. 
a great man of God. I begin to look at him like he's my granddad instead of the great man of God that he was. And so I began less and less to be able to receive from him. So, so sometimes we have to really, really place honor where honor is due. And, and, and there, that comes with a great reward. And so they began to dishonor him because they began to murmur. They're like, mm, man, I could go with you so far, Jesus. Like, I could do all the rest of this stuff, you know, like casting out demons and some of this other stuff that's a little hard to take, but at least, like, that doesn't involve me eating some flesh. That's crazy talk, Jesus, you know. <clears throat> and then drink of my blood. I mean, this is wild. I mean, we, we hadn't even got to the movies about Dracula, and we're already talking about drinking somebody's blood here. So... So you go on down, and, and so, and it just, what the Lord show, shows me through this, though, is how many times, either if you've gone to a revival, or if you've gone to, let's just say you watched a documentary or, or a movie about things that, that may not quite be the way you were brought up in church, but maybe, maybe you, or you listened to a pastor that you wouldn't normally listen to, and you, you had to get through so much of it to get to the good stuff. Like you had to you had to tarry a little bit to get to the what other people would miss if they shut it off. And they're like, oh well I can't go that far. I'm mm -mm, that's just makes me too uncomfortable because I don't know about that stuff. I didn't grow up like that. And it's like Jesus is showing these people so so they like they shut the they turned the channel. They 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 shut him off at some point and said ah Ooh, this goes past my understanding. I don't know about this. I've never heard of this. I don't, I don't know. But how many times have you stayed there long enough to glean, knowing that you're you know, still going to keep who God made you and all that, but you're going to stay just long enough to glean something? You know, Jesus, if you got something, I know it doesn't make sense. It don't sound right. I mean, this lady at Walmart, I've never met her before, but, you know, if you want me to go over there and say something to her, okay, I will, you know. And then nine times out of ten or ten times out of ten, you receive a blessing besides them receive a blessing. Even though it may have gone totally off what you thought, you know, you may have thought, oh, man, that didn't go like I thought it would. But you plant that seed. Amen. You water that seed. So here's Jesus trying to give them the keys to the kingdom. Man, like they couldn't understand it. I mean, we take communion all the time and we understand it. So we think, and it's no big deal to us because we're eating crackers and grape juice. Amen. Amen. But here they are at this first, like what it really meant, and they don't know how to take it because their spiritual eyes were not opened. Amen. So, so they, a lot of them fell away. So Jesus asks, says, does this offend you? And the thing is, is our life in Christ, if we're dead in Christ, a dead man can't get offended. So if we die to ourselves, if we die to our way of thinking and what really matters to us and what we hold dear, and we're dead to that, then we, can't, we don't have anything on the table to get offended about. Because how many times have you been in a situation where you really didn't have a dog in a fight? You were like, mm, yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't, that's not going to, you know, you, you can say whatever you want to. It's not really going to offend me because I don't even have, I didn't bring a dog to this fight. So it's like that with the kingdom as far as like, you know what? I mean, I understand it's not really me that you hate. Jesus said, that they hate him. And it's because we're following him. It's not that they hate us. They hate him. They hate what he stands for. They hate, they hate the whole process. Amen. Because darkness does not love the light. It doesn't understand it. So they got offended and they walked away. Amen. And then he says, what if you shall see the Son of Man? Now, now, here's the deal. Here's Jesus knowing what's going to happen. Je Jesus knows he's going to ascend on high. 
And so he's offering this question. He says, What and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? So he's, he's, he's asking them to count the cost. Like, think about it. You know, guys, like, what if this happens, you know? You know, and I'm sure they were like, ooh, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> um, and, it, and then he goes, and then he shares with them what all this eating my flesh and drinking my blood really is. And this is important. In verse 63, it says, it is the spirit that quickeneth, that brings it to the quick. It, it brings it to where it really needs to be. Where it, I mean, like just like that. The Spirit brings about wisdom, knowledge, and understanding like that. The flesh can't do any of that. Your carnal mind cannot get you there. It, the, the Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. No mind has conceived of the things that God has planned for us. And how many times have you heard a pastor will say this? I've been guilty of it before too. But the very next verse, the very next verse says, but it has been revealed by the Spirit. Did y'all know that? The very next verse. But yet we make it all a mystery. And in Colossians 1.27, he said the mystery's been revealed. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Because Jesus kept trying to tell them later on. He said, hey, it's expedient that I go. It's better that I go. Amen. Because what? Why? Because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. When he said, how many of you ever heard somebody, boy, they gave up the ghost. That, you know, that truck just blew up. Boy, it really gave up the ghost. Jesus literally gave up his ghost. For us, the Holy Ghost, that we might have the Holy Spirit living in us. Something that only kings, priests, and prophets ever experienced before. And then now, he said, it's better that I go, guys. I know y'all want me to stay here. Even told Mary, he said, don't touch me yet, for I have not ascended to the Father. He didn't want her holding on to something that was fleshly. Amen. He wanted her to transcend. He wanted her to go beyond that, to realize, hey, there's something that's fixing to take place here that everybody's been waiting for all these years before, looking for the Messiah. We're looking for the Messiah. And then what happened? The Messiah comes. Now we're like, oh, man, we're praying the Messiah comes back. The Messiah comes back. And like, what happened here? Jesus came so that we might have life and have it everlasting life. And the way we have that life, it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. Amen. This is Jesus himself explaining something so deep. That if we're not careful, we'll fly right on to the next thing. But there are some of you... That believe not. Amen. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. So, so many times we search the scriptures and we get, we get really going. And we just, I mean, like just as many scriptures as we can get gone. But if you'll think back to when the manna came down, because he talked about the manna earlier. When the manna came down, okay, what did he say? He said, those that took little had plenty. Amen. And those that took a lot had plenty. So either way, they had plenty just as long as they took the bread. Amen. So there's, so I believe this morning... What the Lord is, because there was something that was said last week that really stuck with me about having a revelation of Jesus at his word. Finding somewhere in here, because I know some, there's probably every one of y'all in here have life verses. Verses that say, literally saved your life. Literally that you may have lived on for years and years until he gave you some other life-saving verses. 
Because there's, Jesus is saying there's spirit in life. When you see things like Romans 8, 10, and 11, the same spirit that brought Jesus out of the tomb is the same spirit that gives life to our mortal bodies. So that we can run, jump, and shout, and sing hallelujah. So that we're not sick. So that we don't have anything that hinders. And it's His Word. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I mean, it's Jesus. And so he's, He's wanting us to see this amazing truth that His Word, if we would get a revelation of Him in His Word, because they were searching all those scriptures. And what did he say? He said, before Moses was, I am. Amen. Amen. When you say your name to someone, I am Linda. I am Ryan. I am John. I am whatever. I am always comes before you. So when he said, Before Moses was, I am. And here he is saying about him going back to the Father. What if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? So then you go back and you read your scriptures where he was before. Oh my goodness, you mean he was there when the soldier of the Lord stood before Joshua? So, I mean, it's like, so he was trying to say, I've been here all along, and you missed me. I came in on a donkey, and you missed me. So, there, it, it, I mean, they were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then, <laughs> no time later, they're saying, crucify him. Because now he shed light on our darkness. And so, how many times do we shut him out by just, go, just, just filing down through here religiously, searching and searching and searching when he's saying, wait on me. Wait on me. It is the Spirit that quickeneth. Your flesh, it's not going to do you any good. No good. Now, what what does that look like? So the flesh, the first thing the flesh is going to do is to tell you, I'm sick. I'm hurt. I don't feel good. I need you to scratch me. I need you to rub me. That's what your flesh is doing all the time. I I need more. That's what your flesh is doing. That's... That flesh, when it says it profits you nothing, <laughs> it's always needing and wanting more Amen. all the time. Amen. What does your spirit say? You are healed. You're the head, not the tail. You're the lender, not the bar. You're the first, not the last. You're a son. You're a daughter. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. That's what your spirit is saying. The flesh wants to pull you down. The flesh wants to try to get his identity or her identity. The flesh wants something in the game. But you can't have any flesh in the game. Can't have any skin in the game. I've heard it. I heard a whole sermon on you need some skin in the game, and I'm going. That is like nails on a chalkboard to me. You can't have any flesh in this game. Amen. Amen. That flesh needs to be nailed to the cross, right up there. When you realize that it's it, when he says he told them because they said they asked him about this kingdom. You talk a lot about the kingdom. Why you know where is this kingdom? And Jesus says in Luke seventeen twenty one, He says the kingdom doesn't come with observation. It doesn't come with look here or look there. He said the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. And they missed it. They're like, oh man. Now there's if you'll go back and look. I mean, they were so in their scriptures that they missed him plainly telling them that the kingdom of God is within you. So if the kingdom of God is in you, it brings a whole new light to you. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. 
That goes for the ones that have gone on and those of us that are still here. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. He left the 99 for the one. And yet he says, I will not leave you as orphans. So I, I, I feel like there's somebody here this morning that, that, that God is really speaking to about feel like you've been left as an orphan. And, and maybe like that, that God has left you in this journey alone, but he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he made that promise to our loved ones that have gone on, that are born again in Christ. It says in Ephesians 2, 6, you've been made alive in Christ and seated in the heavenly realms. That's a now gospel. So you have to look at his promises. You have to look at what he says when he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. What does that really look like? What does that mean? So the flesh left him. They all left him because they were like, okay, look, I I can't because this is going to cost me something here because if I go with this crazy man now, everybody just heard him say that we're fixing to be eating flesh and drinking blood. So they left him. Their, their flesh carried them away. But our, their spirit was willing. I know they were like, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's, I, mean I just keep hearing like, you know, <laughs> you sell all your stock, and then all of a sudden stock goes up. You know, they sold out, and then all of a sudden the stock went up. Jesus went up. Well, I just hear that. I don't know who that's for. But, but it's like, so... At all costs, we got to do whatever we have to do to stay in the Word, to stay in line with what is He saying to us today because there's a lot of voices. There's a lot of people saying a lot of things. And it all has to go. There was a lot of people saying a lot of things back then too. And as a matter of fact, Jesus asked them, so, well, you know, what's, what's the deal on social media? What are they saying about me? He said, so who do you say? That I am. And when he said who he was, he said, Only your father could have revealed that to you in heaven. Because everybody else was saying all these things, but he said, You're the Messiah. Amen. And it's only by the Holy Spirit that we can even claim Jesus. Yes. So it is the Spirit that quickeneth the flesh. Or quicken, that quickeneth you, the flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So I just believe today that he is wanting us to, to engage him in his own word. Amen. And let it be a revelation over your life. When he says things like, now therefore there is no condemnation for those of us that are in Christ Jesus who walk not by the flesh, but by the Spirit. Amen. 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 So the next time that you're at the grocery store, or if, because I'm going to tell you, there's so many things that, that as, a, as a pastor, as a minister, you know, we can release all these things. We can say all these things, and we can, you know, the things that God has put in our heart, and we just begin to speak those things. But the thing is, is I can't unleash the kingdom in you. That kingdom has to be released from within you to other people. When you live for another, the kingdom goes on. But when you live to yourself, it's done. Mm -hmm. So if we'll live for another today, when we go to the grocery store, when we go to the gas station, when we go to the restaurant, I'll try not to talk too much about food because I know some of y'all are probably ready to (laughs) go eat now. But the thing is, is when we go to those places, because the steps of the righteous... And you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Do not let the enemy take that from you. So as the steps of the righteous, Christ in you, the hope of glory, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. As those steps are ordered of the Lord, be attentive to the Holy Spirit. Lord, what are you saying over these people? Lord, as I go in this place, I pray you just highlight somebody to me that might need a word of encouragement, that might need prayer, that might need just me to smile. 
And maybe just to, at the very least nod my head at them like I acknowledge that they're a child of God too. And so just be encouraged this morning that, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. Apart from Him, we can do nothing. We're nothing. We're, I mean, we're, we're the scum that's below, below the pond scum. That's, that's what we amount to. We're, we're nothing. But in Him, Amen. there is everything. Amen. Everything that we'll ever, that we exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine is in Christ. And He gives us this amazing truth that it is Spirit that quickens us. It is the Spirit. God, no one has ever seen God at any time. He is a Spirit. And it says, The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak. So let Him speak to you through His Word Amen. this week, even today. Because listen, we're not promised tomorrow. The, tomorrow has enough worries of its own. But we've got today... We've got today to be activated and to be plugged in to what Jesus is doing through His people. That's why He said, it's better that I go. Because instead of being in one place with 12 people, because they did, they hung with Him. And one of them that hung with Him was a devil. Amen. But they hung with Him. And what did He do? He went all the way to the cross, even death on a cross. For you. So that you could sit in a pew and, and stay there? No. So that you could be activated in his amazing love. We sang about it earlier. Praise God, man. Praise and worship was awesome this morning. Because we were all singing to the king. We were all singing to him. Praise the Lord. I didn't feel like anybody was performing or anything. I felt like it was just we're praising the Lord this morning. And he wants us to take that praise because he inhabits the praise of his people. He wants us to take that praise and he wants us to share it with the world. Amen. Amen. Because as we share it with the world, the light gets a little brighter and a little brighter and a little brighter. And like a kingdom does, it advances and it takes ground. It advances and it takes ground. Amen. It advances and it takes ground. Before long, it, the kingdom has, has covered all the territory. And that's what he's doing. If, if, if you're doing the work of the Lord here in Paris, Texas, and if you're doing the work of the Lord in Detroit or Deport or wherever it is that you find yourself, or if you're doing the work of the Lord wherever it is you find yourself, if we're all doing what He says and obeying Him, because obedience is better than... We're not sacrificing. We're being obedient. Amen. When we have to do things and i got to do this, gotta, it's a sacrifice. But when we get to do these things... From a got-to to a get-to relationship with Jesus, man, Amen. it's amazing. Amen. Because people see that. When, he, when we carry his presence with us, I'm telling y'all, there was a time in, when we went into Mexico, we were, right, we were fixing to cross the border. And man, so we found out that two weeks before, they had taken out 19 people to the edge of the city, the cartel had, and killed 19 uh, people that were in that migrant camp that we were going to. Yeah, and I just remember, I leaned back a little bit because I was looking at my wife like, because I, I mean, I'd never been in a situation like that. And, and I thought, you know, here we go. Lord, we're going to have to put our faith where our steps are. And so before we went, we were standing there at the border, and I'll never forget my, my brother Kevin Kelly that was there with us. What he said was so important. He said, fear cannot, the, the presence of God will not be where fear is. I thought, ooh, man, step on my toes. But he was right. And so we prayed, Father, you know, inhabit us like your presence. We want to carry your presence when we go across this border. And we did. We all came in agreement, and we did. And when we went, there were so many amazing things that happened, guys. I'm talking like amazing things. I mean, we, we, there was a lady that walked for six months from Venezuela, a pastor. It was her and her husband. They walked for six months to get to that place. Two day, they got there two days before we did. And all we did was equip her with the gospel. And she 
was like, I mean, I'm telling you, on fire. She spoke there. I mean, we didn't have to have an interpreter. We basically equipped her with the gospel and with, with these Bibles and bracelets that we had, and hundreds of people came to the Lord like that. Because John 3.34 says, we speak the words of God, and we're sent in the Spirit without measure. Man, did y'all get that? So, when we're truly sent, we speak the words of God. And we're sent in His Spirit without measure unto us. And so you see things like a pastor that had just showed up with his wife and they were gathering up groceries and things like that to take back to their church. And as we're talking to them about things that they were doing and things they were seeing and all this, this was at the mission in Hidalgo. And as they were getting all that stuff together, all of a sudden I got a pain in my back. Now this is living in the spirit, guys. I got a pain in my back. And I, if I'd have been thinking about myself, I'd have been like, oh man, golly, I'd like to talk to y'all, but man, my back is hurting. But I asked him, I said, does one of y'all have back pain? And she was quick to say, yes, we do. My husband really does because he hurt, him, he hurt himself moving pallets while we were working. And it's been hurt for a while. And, like, it hurts him all the time. So I said, okay. I said, well, let's pray. So we laid our hands on him. And I said a prayer like this. It was, it was just so amazing and mystical, you know. I said, in Jesus' name, back be healed. And I asked him, I said, so from zero to ten, what's your pain level like? And he was like, ah, you know, and he didn't speak any. His wife spoke uh, English, and, uh, but he didn't. He was like, eh, it's poquito. He said, it's just a little bit. And I said, okay, let's pray again. So I prayed again. I said, in Jesus' name, back be healed. And his face said it all. He just, I mean, all of a sudden, he, he was like, you know, he began to, he, he was like, you know, oh, my God. And so, anyway, he began to just really speak to her. I was like, what is he saying? What is he saying? And, uh, but you could just see that, it, like, something happened. And so, it was awesome because we, we hugged, and, I, you know, I'm just like, you know, Bless y'all. Y'all are amazing. Like, I'm just proud that I could be here because I know who the healer is. It's Jesus. And so the thing is, and so they left and, and went along their way. Well, she came back the next day to the mission. And so we were uh, having Bible study. We have a uh, Bible study every day at noon uh, with the people at the mission. We'd have our just daily bread. We'd have it. And so everybody would get a chance to, to speak. And uh, she came, and she was like chomping at the bit. She was like, I got something to share. I got something to share. So she shared about what had taken place the day before. Because this was like on a Saturday when nobody was really there. It was just, they, they come and go, and, and these different pastors, there's like 400 pastors in Mexico that come to Hidalgo, Texas, to receive uh, things to take back to their churches. And I'm telling y'all, these guys are like on the front lines. I mean, they really are. I mean, like, whew. But anyway, these guys are on the front lines, and they, and they have depression. They have all, all kinds of things that come against them. Uh, because of the things that they're dealing with day after day after day. They're not just preaching on Sunday. They are providing for their church family all week long, okay? They're pastors. Well, anyway, so they, uh, so anyway, she comes and she tells this what happened, you know, and I, because I'm like excited because she's going to, I'll get to know exactly what happened because I couldn't, you know, I can't speak very much, Marla can, but I can't speak very much Spanish, but Anyway, <laughs> I'm learning, trying. Um, so anyway, she began to explain that when, when we began to pray for her, for him, that, she, that he had felt this heat come on his back. And then like it went down his leg and out his knee and it was gone. Completely left his body. Completely healed. And I'm like, just, because these things have happened before, but it's like, it seemed like it was so easy like as we went, like when you're in your calling, when you're stepping in the thing that God has, has called you to, it's like amazing. Well, so she began to talk about that, and she said, but here's the really awesome thing. When he got out of bed this morning to get up, he like jumped out of bed. Like he hasn't done that in years, and he jumped out of bed. So anyway, and so this is a pastor, so now he's fired up. I'm talking like he's, <laughs> he's fired up, and so... But anyway, that it goes back to the flesh would have walked away and, and, and just 
I, I'd have been like, man, I, it's all about me, guys. It's, you know, I've got back pain here. But it was the Spirit, because, I, listen, after, the, after we prayed for him, I had no pain either. So the thing is, is like the, when you begin to walk in the Spirit, when you begin to walk in the things that Jesus has called you to, and I'm telling you, he's called you to that gas pump today. I'm just believing that somebody's going to share the gospel with somebody at the gas pump. <laughs> Lord knows we need it as high as they are. But, but, it's, but the thing is, is like if you begin to look at that, as you get up in the morning, you ask the Holy Spirit, hey, Holy Spirit, what, what is it that I'm supposed to do today, you know? What is it about me that is, that is special to you? What is, you know, ask him these questions, you know, and, and, and then walk in it. Because I'm telling you, if you ask him, he's going to give you an answer. Amen. Amen. Believe that. So, but just ask him, expecting, like we talked about the first thing. Did you come expecting this morning? If you ask him with an expectant heart, you'll get it. Amen. I'm telling you. And so... One last thing about that, as you, as you start this journey, to, and, and, and some of you have been well on this journey a while, but I think these are good reminders that he's reminding us of, is that just like the woman with the issue of blood, when, before she came to Jesus, what did she say? She said, if I may just go and touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. I'll be made whole. That's what she said. Now think about that. Does that sound awful familiar? Somebody like David? We, we read David earlier. Read a song. Every time David spoke, he spoke about things like they existed, even though they didn't yet. The woman with the issue of blood, she said, if I may just go and touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Now, what did Jesus say? Jesus didn't say, oh, boom, zap, I got you, I healed you, you're healed. He didn't say that, did he? No. What did he say? He said, woman... Be of good cheer, for your faith has made thee whole. He said exactly what she said would happen. He didn't say healed, or he didn't say what he, he didn't say you're wrecked, you're, you know, he didn't say anything. He said exactly what she said would happen. I got the Holy Ghost all over that. He said exactly what she said would happen. So if I may just seek God in His Word, I will find Him. One more thing and then I'll, I'll, I'll close. Because I think y'all need to see this. This is good. This is Mark 11, 23 and 24. I think we're getting somewhere now. In Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus, this is Jesus talking again. More, this is red letters. This is good stuff. This is, we can count on his word. He says, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, to this cancer, whoever should say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he has that that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Amen. Do saith, saith, saith. Therefore I say unto you that what what things Soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Amen. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespass. But if you do not forgive them, then neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. So this is, a, so this is an amazing truth. I say to you that whosoever shall say to this mountain or what is ever in your way of living life abundantly in Christ, be thou removed and cast in the sea. What did that lady do? She said, if, I'll just, if I may just touch the hem of his garment. She could have said, if I may blow bubbles over his head three times, then I'll be healed. 
I'll be made whole. But she said, if I may just touch the hem of his garment, then I'll be made whole. She wanted a supernatural touch from Jesus. And that's what she got. That's what she received. She received that. So she said it. She did it. And then she received it. So in your life with Jesus, John 3.34, we speak the words of God. And we're sent in the Spirit without measure. Meaning we have total access there were so many times when it was, it was, if we will, then He will. But now, it's a better covenant Amen. that Hebrews talks about. It says, now we have a more excellent, more excellent high priest, Amen. Jesus. Amen. Jesus. And I just kept hearing that this morning, Jesus. There, I mean, there is just something about his name. When you say Jesus, it breaks off every chain of bondage. Amen. When you begin to speak his name, when you say Jesus. Because it's a name above all names. It's a name above cancer. It's a name above Hodgkin's lymphoma. A name above anything that you can ever think of or imagine. It's the name that is above that name. It has to bow to the name of Jesus. And that's who we are. We're followers of Jesus. And whatever he says we do, whatever he, whatever he says we say, and whatever he does we do. And we look to him for that. And I thank y'all so much for, for just your presence here this morning. And I've said it before. There was a lady that, that the Lord, Lord gave me a word for her one day. And it, I said, you almost didn't come tonight. And she just broke down. She said, no, I, I, you're right. I almost didn't. And she said, praise God I did. And, and the next thing the Lord had me tell her was, your presence is needed because you carry the presence of the Father. I'm going to tell you what, she is a mighty woman of God. I had never met her before in my life, but she is a mighty woman of God. And your presence is needed because you carry the presence of God. When we walked in here this morning, we felt the presence of God because there were so many of you that were so on fire for the relationship that you have with Jesus. And that's so important to a lost and dying world that we carry that relationship on our sleeves. We carry that relationship with Jesus that we have with Jesus to a lost and dying world that needs to see that so desperately. Children need to see a husband and a wife that are living their life out for Christ in front of them. Children need to see the grandparents that love their God so much that they'll do whatever it takes for that child to not feel the same pain that they felt. Amen. Amen. But to share the love and the peace of Christ that they've been given, where you can say, freely I've been given, so freely I give. Silver or gold, it doesn't matter. None of those things matter. But what I truly have, the relationship I have with Christ, when I walked in here this morning, I just have a relationship with Christ. I, was, I heard it two weeks ago. I thought it was amazing. I, I, that's exactly what it is. Amen. I have a relationship with Christ. Any one of you at any given time can do exactly what I'm doing. You can share the peace of Christ and what you know about Jesus and who He is in you. Heard it said last night, who Jesus is to you will be who Jesus is through you. Amen. Whatever you behold, you'll become. These are keys. So just be encouraged that you are that light and you are that righteousness of God in Christ. The enemy will have you, he'll, he'll define you. If you'll let him, he'll give you every reason to give up. He'll give you every reason to think that you're a sorry, low-life piece of scum. But Jesus steps in and He says, you're mine. He says, you're mine. He says, I love you. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He says, I have not left you as an orphan. You have not been left alone. He's someone that's closer than a brother. He said, the word is in your, even in your mouth. Life and death come out of the tongue. And we speak life. 
And I speak life today to you, church. You are loved and you are His and you are chosen for such a time as this, just like Esther. So today, as we go on our journey, just know and trust that He's already ordered our steps. Even if we think we've messed those steps up, they were meant to go there anyhow. Amen. He'll make, I'm telling you, He'll make a message out of a mess. Amen. He will. So just you just step and you trust Him and you believe in Him and don't do like these other disciples did. Don't, don't, don't count Him out. He's not done with us, church. I'm telling you, he ain't done. We may be wanting to leave and be like, well, that's just a little too much for I can't, I don't know about all that. Amen. But I'm telling you, I've heard it said before, Jesus is enough. But Jesus is saying there's more. Amen. So if you listen to Jesus, I'm telling you, he'll show you because they couldn't see it. There was so much more. They had no idea. He, they would actually get to see him ascend to where he was before. Amen. And then, on the day of Pentecost, they would get to receive what they didn't have. Amen. What they didn't deserve, according to man. They couldn't pass the test. Amen. They were fishing. That's what you did when you didn't make the cut, being a 12-year-old uh, Jew. Amen. You were supposed to learn all the precepts and memorize half the Bible and be able to explain it to a rabbi. Well, when they didn't pass the test, they had to go back to family business. Why do you think it was so important when Jesus found them fishing? They had, didn't pass the test. They were back at the family business. Amen. Jesus said, follow me. Well, don't you know? They were like, oh my gosh, this right. listen, he's saying, come on. We, they knew they were flunkies. Just like us. They couldn't make the cut. They're like, hey, we better go. This guy's like, he's either off his rocker. He don't know that we're dumb. Whatever. Let's go. So they left and they were like, ha, oh. Praise the Lord. This rabbi has called us to follow him. That's real. Amen. So that's why it's so important. Those of us, we didn't make the cut, but he says, follow me. For I'll make you fishers of men. Amen. Lord, thank you for today. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the power that you have through your word, God, and it changes lives. Father, I just believe that today that there have been lives that are changed forevermore. For your kingdom, your glory, your grace, your mercy, Lord, I just I thank you, Lord, that all this has been done for your glory. Father, we are nothing without you. We are absolutely nothing without you. But you tell us that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So, Father, we honor your presence this morning, and we just say hallelujah. We say hallelujah, and we, we thank you, and we praise you, and we just pray that you would send us out now on assignment, Lord, that, you would, that, that our steps are already ordered. Encounters would be ready available, Lord, that, that someone would, would receive a touch from you today. However that looks like, Lord, we're not going to tell you your business. We just pray, God, that you would just be in the midst of everything we're doing. Pray that we would be right in the center of your will. And, Lord, we just pray that, that your kingdom would go forth from here. And, uh, Lord, we just we love you and we praise you and we honor you for this day, the day that you've called today. In Jesus' name, amen.